This is the Grebar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We are back at it with the Graybar Sports Open Line, the Baseball World Series. Uh, it has come to an end, the baseball season coming to an end last night with the end of the World Series, the offseason arriving. We'll talk a lot of Cardinals here over the next few months as the stove starts to warm up, but we're not quite done with the World Series. And with that, we're happy to go to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line and uh, welcome in from The Athletic, covers uh, Major League Baseball, writes the uh, wind-up Major League Baseball newsletter for The Athletic. He is uh, Levi Weaver. You Follow him uh, on uh, Twitter at 32EFUS. That's uh, spelled out 32EEPHUS. Levi, thanks for taking uh, some time on what's been a very busy period for you. How are you? Hey, man, I'm just glad you guys didn't play Creed as I was coming on. So I'm happy. We're already friends. <laughs> there, <great. laughs> there you go. Um, so uh, now you're traveling back, right? You've been in Arizona and you're making your way back to Texas? Yes, I am. I am calling you from uh, terminal terminal four of the Phoenix Airport right now. What's is there? Uh, is there a lot of Rangers fans there? Like, is there? Are you seeing a fair amount of that in the airport? Yeah, there is actually. I, there's there's a guy in a World Series shirt, uh, probably within earshot, uh, that can hear me talking about him right now. So <laughs> there's definitely some Rangers fans uh, at the airport today. This was a Rangers team that took the hard road to get there playing in the wild card round and was just incredible on the road. Obviously they were a very good offensive team throughout most of, of the season. What's the general feeling after a team like this finally finds their way to a world series championship, something that the organization had never had. You know, one of the, the recurring themes that I'm seeing from a lot of Rangers fans that I've known for years is almost like the, the exorcism of, decades of baseball demons. I mean, you guys are from St. Louis, so I don't need to tell you about 2011. Uh, that was that was a big one. Yeah. But there's just been, you know, situation after situation where there'll be something that seems hopeful and seems good. I mean, you can even go back to like the debut of David Clyde, who was this, you know, 18-year-old phenom that was called up way too early and was supposed to save the franchise and then he, you know, blew out his arm and struggled with alcoholism and like every everything that seems like it's going to go good for the Rangers finds a way to just twist the knife a little bit more and finally all of those things can stop hurting a little bit because they finally won one they finally got their championship and uh you know all of those things start to fade now uh it's it's a sense of relief almost i think I'm I'm bummed for Adolis Garcia that he wasn't able to finish out the World Series, but obviously he had an incredible run. And and going back to the Cardinals connections, I, I like the narrative and the storyline of you know they kind of exercised the demons from from that year. And in the same vein, uh, you had Garcia breaking David Freeze's record for RBIs in a postseason. If that's going to happen, it, it seems almost right that it would happen with a with a Ranger doing it. The kismet that I said mean, in game one, and you didn't want to get ahead of yourself after one game, but in the ninth inning, you know, a Rangers right fielder makes a really nice play in right field. And you're like, well, that seems uh, like a metaphor. And, you know, then the home team comes from behind in the ninth inning to tie it. And you're like, you know, I've seen this book. I've, I've read this book before. <laughs> and then there's a walk-off home run in the 11th. And you're like, okay, this is weird. And also the right fielder, by the way, Garcia had his breakout season at age 28, which was the same age that Nelson Cruz was when he had his breakout season. Claimed, you know, you got him from an NL Central team. Cruz was the Brewers. Garcia was the Cardinals. And, yeah, by the way, it was the Cardinals. And, and he did pass David Freeze for the most RBIs in that postseason. So there were just a lot of 
eerie parallels that made it start to feel like, okay, maybe this is the year. Maybe it happens this year. Uh, but as I said, you know, decade after decade of just getting, you know, right to the brink of something good happening and then ripping fans' hearts out, uh, you didn't, you just kept your fingers crossed until the last out. There were a lot of Cardinal connections, obviously, Garcia having been in the organization. You had Jordan Montgomery coming over at the trade deadline. You had Mike Maddox mm-hmm. moving into the pitching coach role at the beginning of the season. Uh, with Montgomery, we saw how he pitched, and, and it would be a dumb question to ask you about his impact from a pitching standpoint because we can all read a box score. But beyond that, how important was Montgomery in his addition? so important i mean you just i think one of the things we saw in the playoffs this year and not just from the rangers there were there were a lot of teams that basically had two starters um and then kind of a third one maybe and then just a bunch of guys in the bullpen um for the rangers they'd made those trades at the deadline and you would think that max scherzer would be the big addition but he struggled with injuries and uh, i wouldn't say he's a non-factor you know three scoreless innings isn't nothing in that in that game that he pitched but it was jordan montgomery that was really the hero throughout the throughout the postseason and, um, yeah, I mean, his addition allowed them to push basically an entire rotation of starting pitchers into the bullpen. You know, Martin Perez, Andrew Keeney, uh, who else did they have? Cody Bradford, uh, John Gray. There's one, I'm, there's one I'm leaving off. I've gone through this list a lot this week. But, but basically they renovated their bullpen by being able to push those starting pitchers back in, into the bullpen and sort of eliminate some of the guys who hadn't been so effective this year. They brought some old school leadership in, in Bruce Bochy and Mike Maddox. And uh, while, while I call them old school guys, it's more because of their age. They're people who really communicate well. And uh, it seems like from a leadership standpoint, uh, just the charisma or whatever you want to call it. What did those kind of guys mean for this organization to have them leading the way? You know, I've, I've kind of always underestimated, I think, the effect of a manager. Like, if they make the right moves, then what does it matter? Um, this was the year when I finally saw it, and I finally understood, and I can tell you exactly when, I, when the, the penny dropped for me. It was after Jose Altuve hit that ninth-inning home run in Arlington, and the Astros took a 3-2 lead against the Rangers, and it felt like, boy, here we go again. And, you know, the Rangers are going to lose to the Astros, and that, honestly, for a lot of fans, I almost think beating the Astros in the ALCS was as meaningful, if not more so, than the World Series. Um, but it, it seemed pretty dire. That was the third game in a row that they lost, and it just felt like, here we go. The collapse is on. They're going to lose game six, and it's going to be all over. And they came out in Houston in game six, and they were very calm, collected, and they beat the Astros twice in game six and seven in Houston. And that, to me, was the first time where I went and looked at a, at a team and went, oh, that's Boach. That is, that's the mindset that he has sort of exuded from day one in spring training and you know the players they've they've got some good veterans they've got some very calm players but i really think bochi's guidance and just calm been there before done that before mindset was was very helpful to the team uh in in that in that time we talk about it a lot with dusty baker his ability through even into an older age to really be able to relate to players can we say the same thing about a bruce bochi yeah, oh, he he related to players. I mean, people loved him, and I think part of it was the the sense that look, he's done this before. He knows what it takes to get us there, and so there was a sense of trust there. But Bochy's pretty easygoing guy, you know. Like I I really liked Chris Woodward when he was in Texas. We got along great, and I was sad to see him go. And you never know when a new manager comes in. Like, all right, how's this guy going to treat the press? Uh, how how's the how's it going to be with the media? From day one, he was just. What you see in the interviews is what you would see in the the closed door, like you know, managers' meetings, and just uh, 
the same guy all the time, laid back, remembered people's names, was kind, wasn't defensive, wasn't a jerk about it, and just kind of – he just gets along with people well. And I think that's an important um, thing to have when you're a manager. I'll finish you off with this, and this question is probably premature, but I'll ask it nonetheless – the, the old adage in sports, uh, you know, if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. This organization has spent a ton of money over the last two years. Now they win a World Series. Do you get the sense that they're going to continue to try to push and get better and be aggressive, or is it more a uh, run it back with a lot of the guys that are already around? Boy, it's a good question. I think they know that the bullpen needs to improve over last year. I don't think that's any secret. Um, the thing that I'm watching on the radar is you know, the Rangers have spent a lot of money lately. Does this signal a willingness to, you know, bring out the big paycheck and, and try to be the team that lands Shohei Otani? Uh, that would be super exciting for the Rangers. Uh, I, I don't know. It seems unlikely, but I, I kind of think Chris Young is very, he's very more openly competitive. I think all general managers are competitive. Chris Young just probably wears it a little bit more on his sleeve than most. Um, I, I think he was, it meant a lot to him being somebody who grew up in North Texas in the Dallas area to bring the first World Series to the Rangers. But I don't think he's the type to just be like, okay, cool, did it, dust off my hands, and you know everything after this is cake. I think while they've got this core together, he wants it to be as good as it can be and win as many as they can. Um, so I, I do think that they'll be aggressive in trying to continue to improve. He is uh, Levi Weaver, covers baseball, covers the Rangers, writes the uh, wind-up Major League Baseball newsletter for The Athletic. You follow him on Twitter at uh, 3-2-EFIS. Levi, thank you so much for the time on what I know is a busy travel day for you. We really appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we can uh, catch up again in the future. Happy to do it. Hope you guys have a great day. Awesome. You too. That is uh, Levi Weaver joining us here via the Quiver River Electric Guest Line, and appreciate him taking a few moments with us. A little, little creed there. Is that what we've got going on here in, in honor of the uh, Texas Rangers? I've got, uh, I saw something funny on uh, on Facebook. I don't have it right in front of me right now. I'll mention it coming up in uh, in the next segment. And uh, yeah, we got a few other things to get to, but it's creed related, creed adjacent. Uh, we'll get to that coming up in just a moment or so as we continue on with a uh, Graybar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. KMOX.